Your time is now. The world needs leaders. It's up to you to answer the call. Be better in business. Be better in life. Joined by our host, Chris Book. This is Leading by the Book. Hey guys, welcome to Leading by the Book. I'm Chris Book. If you're new to the show, welcome. We're happy you're here. Our mission's really simple. We want to give you the tools to be a more effective leader at home and in life so that you can live a better life. For those of you that have been with us previously, lots of you have sent a lot of great messages along. We hugely appreciate it. We love getting a chance to talk with you and interact with you. If you do want to interact with the show, you can always drop me a message on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Chris Book. You can also shoot me a message through leadingbythebook.com. If you happen to like the show, we'd love it if you would subscribe and definitely leave us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're going to talk fitness. and. The crux of this is really quite simple. Leaders need to pay attention to their physical fitness. Again, really, really simple. But there is a direct link between one's fitness and their ability to lead. Yet so many of us really, really are struggling with our fitness. And whether or not we care to admit it, it's having a profound impact on our performance both at work and at home. This doesn't mean that we all need to be world-class marathon runners, but we do need to be constantly working to maintain and improve our bodies and our health so that we can better serve our teams. When we pursue excellence, and that's what leaders do, but when we pursue excellence, that means that we push ourselves to be, to be exceedingly competent and strong in all facets of our lives. And we can't find excellence in any single area, but neglect others. That creates an incredible imbalance that will hurt us down the road. For most, fitness is an area that is usually the first to go or the first to be neglected. We only get one life to live, and that life only has one body with which to live it. There's obviously a clear link between our physical health and the quality and length of our life, so we need to do every single thing that we can to protect it. Remember, we're leaders. We don't run from problems. We tackle them head on. Maybe you're not in good shape now. That's fine. We all have to start somewhere. Maybe there are issues outside of your control. No problem. We'll do what we can. The point is that we need to control whatever we can that's in our control so that we can take care of our bodies and be the best versions of ourselves. So it does beg the question, why does fitness matter in leaders? And it's really pretty simple to crux. Leaders make a point to take care of themselves because it sends strong signals to their team. Most significant among these signals is the idea of discipline and the discipline that it signals to our teams. Discipline is a cornerstone of leadership. We talk about it constantly. But when you ex exercise discipline within your teams and you send that message, it shows that you can make yourself make the hard decisions and do the hard things. People want to follow someone that have that ability. It also provides and signals reliability and resilience. By maintaining your fitness, you show your team that you're doing what it takes to be present each and every day. We talk a lot about leaders needing to be present in order to lead, and this ensures that you'll be there, that you'll be present, and that you'll be there as much as possible to manage the daily grind of the work that you and your team are going through. As a leader, we always have to operate with the responsibility of our team's wellness in mind. If we're not taking care of our bodies, we're setting an example for our team that they will likely follow. We want the best for our team and our people. So we need to make sure that we take that responsibility to heart, we take it very seriously, and that we always be the example that our team needs. But the idea of fitness and leadership, or taking care of your body and leadership, isn't just one of signals and examples for your team. 
it also supercharges your ability to lead. So when you think of how this can possibly improve it, it's actually pretty clear. The more fit you are, the more energy you have, the more resilient you are, the more mental clarity you have. But the scary thing about each and every one of these things that is vital for leaders is that you'll never know how badly you need it and you need those abilities until they're gone. And that's why we have to be so proactive about our fitness. Being proactive about fitness and having a good bedrock of fitness probably saved my life about a decade ago. At the time, I was racing Ironman and I was working at the Disney company. I was out for a training ride one day and I got hit by a car that had run a stoplight in the other direction. I was left with a traumatic brain injury and in the years to come and the really lengthy recovery that I had, it was the fitness that I had laid down that not only protected my body from more significant damage, but helped expedite my recovery. Don't fall into the trap of seeking fitness once it's gone and you need it the most. Be the proverbial arc, or I should say build the proverbial arc before the storm. When dealing with sickness or injury, it's important to simply do what you can. And I'm in this boat a little bit right now. Six weeks ago, I ruptured a disc in my neck while I was training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I was left unable to walk for a pretty good period of time and still actually uh, without feeling and, and a lot of function in one of my arms. But that doesn't mean that I am completely immobile and, and can't do anything. I can still do air squats. I still do plenty of lunges throughout the day. And I still make it a habit to get out for an hour hike in the middle of the day just to get some fresh air and kind of reset things. You have to make your fitness a priority. You can't use excuses to just let you out of it. It's not going to be perfect. You're not going to do everything that you would love to do in a perfect world, but you have to do something. So what's our excuse? For many, time pressure causes workouts to fall to the wayside. So make more time. Get up earlier. Set your alarm and start your day by doing the most important thing that you can do for yourself. Others struggle with willpower. Find a friend and hold each other accountable via text or email. If nothing else, look at pictures of your family and remember that you're working out for them so that you can be around for them for a long time and you can be the best version of yourself for them. A few years back, my wife and I were fortunate to welcome identical twin boys, and they were born very premature and had pretty significant heart problems. So that really started a very stressful three-month journey for them in the NICU, and that included obviously long hours and long overnights for us at the hospital, and it was complicated by a very demanding work schedule for both my wife and myself. She was in the middle of a very critical time in her company's juncture, and, and I uh, was certainly in a critical time with my company as well. But it's situations like this where workouts are usually the first thing to get pushed, or the things you do to take care of your body are the first things to fall to the wayside. It's totally understandable. It's a very stressful time with a lot of demands. But skipping one workout becomes two, and then five, and then ten. And before you know it, you're out of shape and struggling to play a leadership role within your own family. At the time, though, I was really focused on being deliberate with my workouts because I knew that if I was able to maintain my fitness, I'd think more clearly, I'd be stronger, I'd be more resilient, I'd have more energy. And under stress, I'd be able to make better decisions that would impact our children's lives very substantially. By making the time to work out, I was investing in something that would pay 10x in whatever situation I found myself with my family. I'd sneak in workouts whenever I could. They weren't always typical workouts, like I talked about. You make do with what you got. I'd bring our TRX, which is a great piece of equipment, to the hospital or find different ways to do pull-ups or dips on different pieces of furniture that were available. The point is, I found a way to make it happen. Not so that I could look a certain way or be a certain way, 
but so that I could make better decisions and be better and stronger for my family. I could serve my family better by doing this. You don't need to race Ironman. You don't need to run a four-minute mile. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is that you ensure that you are allowing yourself to have the maximum energy for daily tasks and that your health will be there for you long-term when you need it the most. That's so necessary if you want to be a great leader at work or at home. So how can you get started? Do something. Just do anything. If you're struggling, stand up at your desk right now and do air squats or lunges. Pack a TRX in your briefcase. Take it to work with you. Take it along on business trips. Running shoes are also probably the easiest thing that you can pack on business trips. And Business trips are a time when many of us struggle with fitness the most because we've got boozy dinners and time crunches and poor food choices. Another thing you can do, find a new passion. For many, that's hiking or cycling. or For me, it was jujitsu. But the more immersive you can make this, the better. And if it's competitive, that's even better than that because the more competitive something is, the more well-rounded it's going to make you as a leader. Lastly, make sure that you measure your fitness however you can. Plenty of daily trackers that help you do this. And it's not fun to step on the scale every day. You know, there are plenty of days that, that people don't want to do it, but you've got to know where you're at it and keep track of your process. And remember, leaders don't run from problems and we don't run from the truth. We attack it head on. And that's exactly what you need to do here. Our fitness, though, is not just about workouts and t- taking care of our body in that regard. We also take care of our body by fueling it with the best quality foods and fuel that we can. So plan ahead. Prepare healthy food ahead of time so you don't find yourself in a pinch making bad diet decisions. There are plenty of diets out there. I prefer the ketogenic diet, but that doesn't work for some people. What works for one might not work for the other, but find what works for you and give it a chance to succeed. I've also found plenty of success with supplements. take a lot of protein powder every day, but I've also found things like krill oil help my body run smoothly. MCT oil, a lot of people love to add that to the coffee or shakes, helps you burn fat and improve uh, your cognitive performance. Ginkgo biloba will help with mental clarity. The more diligent you are and the more diligently you approach your fitness, the more directly you can impact your team as a leader. This all comes full circle. So what we're talking about here is setting goals and working with the end in mind. And that's not possible if we're not here for our teams. So make sure you're here for the long term, for your family and for your team. Invest in your health and prioritize it so that you can be the leader that you need to be. Better yet, focus on being someone that your team will look up to so that they can make an impact for the long term as a leader as well. You can do this. That's all we've got for this week's Leading by the Book. I'd love to hear what you think. Drop me a line on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Chris Book. And please keep spreading the word for the show. This has been Leading by the Book. I'm Chris Book, and we'll see you next time.